What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hunting, Fishing, and Trapping Podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode and I hope you enjoy. So uh, on this episode we've got a special guest on. This is actually my first guest uh, and uh, I graduated with uh, this guy and uh, we uh, started going to school together when we was in middle school and uh, so 6th grade to 12th grade so I've known I've known this boy for a while and uh I'm gonna go ahead and turn the reins over to him and let him introduce introduce himself. My name's Kyle Wooden. I like to hunt a lot. It's about all I do during the winter time besides farming. I like to bow hunt mostly. It's a little more challenging than doing it with a rifle and a muzzle loader and I think it's just more uh, adrenaline pumping when you mm-hmm. hunt with a bow. That's right. Yeah, uh, me and Kyle here, we've uh, we've been on quite a bit of hunts together. And uh, heck, last year, how many times did we go hunting together? Well, we were probably 40 or 60 times. Yeah, it, was, it was quite a bit, whether it was on your property or my lease. And I remember uh, last season, uh, we had a pretty big drought. And, uh, I mean, it was, you walk in the woods and you sound like 30 or 40 people. I mean, one deer would walk up underneath your stand and, uh, it sounded like 500 deer coming in there. But, um, I found a, a pond, a good water source on my lease and, uh, I told Kyle about it and, uh, a little ways from the road and, uh, I told him about it and we, uh, set some stands up there and, we was all fired up. We figured we'd see something, especially with all the tracks in the uh, next up to the water, and we we was fired up about it. But sadly, we didn't we didn't even see a deer. <laughs> no, we sure didn't. But I wonder if they came in at night time. And I remember I I put a trail camera up, and I know a little bit about trail cameras. I mean, I'm not a technological guy or anything, but I mean, trail camera's pretty simple to to run but uh i forgot to turn that sucker on <laughs> but but uh so uh kyle uh why is it that you hunt i mean why kind of it's cheaper on the food bill that's right i like to feed my family and that's our main source of food during the winter time is deer and and uh you know that that's about the only reason why we do it and I mean, we got a bunch of deer on my farm, and mm-hmm. we like to keep them uh, controlled. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just like getting out there and being by myself and in the woods and watching all the animals. And, you know, sometimes I, I just like to watch the deer. I just let them pass and let them go on. And, and you know, I just love it. done it ever since I was in probably second grade and just something that uh, I got hooked on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a uh, pretty much the same way. I mean, I, I eat what I kill and stuff, but, uh, I like to, I like to think of deer hunting. I mean, whenever I kill a deer, I get, you know, all pumped up and stuff. I, I love it. I love the, I like to go out there and kill them. Um, but uh, I think of meat as a bonus because if someone, because uh, 
I used to say, well, meat's the only reason why I hunt, but then uh, a buddy asked me, and it made me think about this, and uh, he said, well, what if somebody said, you know, if uh, if you could have a, a lifetime supply of deer meat, would you still go deer hunting? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, well, you're doing it more for the meat then. And I got to think about that, and he's like, you know, he, he's right. And I was in middle school when I found that out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm the, I like the meat, of course. And, I mean, it's good. I, I think that anything that you go out and do yourself, kill yourself or grow yourself is a whole lot better than the store-bought stuff but i mean i'd be lying if i said that that's the only reason why i do it i mean i do it because i like to go out there and uh kill animals i know that a lot of people won't put it in those terms because it's kind of uh i guess not politically correct i guess but uh but uh you said you like to bow hunt uh when did you get started bow hunting I probably started about sixth grade. I probably started bow hunting. Never really got into it then. And uh, I went maybe four or five times during bow season every year. I let a bunch of deer walk. And uh, I guess I really started getting into it just a, a couple years ago. And ever since then, I just like pulling that string back and mm -hmm. letting an arrow go. Oh, yeah. I actually witnessed your first uh, kill with a bow, and uh, I don't care to admit this, but shortly before you killed that one, we had one coming up on my side, and we, uh, I, I think it hit a limb or something, you know? Uh, <laughs> nah, I missed that thing. I missed it pretty pretty good distance, but uh, but that was, that was a pretty cool moment. You, you can say that you killed a deer with a bow before me, so... <laughs> but uh but yeah it was definitely a good time out there i think that you know because here in uh east tennessee um unless you're hunting you know like a big field um even with a rifle in the hardwoods and pines you know you can't really um you can't really get a good shot off until they're pretty up close if you're in the hardwoods or pines uh but there's something about you know with a bow in your hand when they come up and you pull back the string and not you know you're trying not to scare them off while you're doing that and you're you know adrenaline's pumping and stuff and you also gotta you know like with a gun you just squeeze the trigger boom and you watch it run off or drop depends on where you hit it but um but with a bow you know you gotta hold that bow steady you gotta pull the string back and also you gotta get your release right but um so uh other than bow hunting what is it that you uh hunt with during rifle season i hunt with a uh remington 270 remington 700 yes sir <laughs> heck yeah man uh i like the l308 what do, you, I, what, do you, what do you think about them 308s? They're all right, but I've always hunted with 270 ever since I first started deer hunting. And, mm -hmm. uh, I like hunting with a 243 every now and then, but 270, it's just got my heart right on it. I got you. And now, what about a 3030? <laughs> I, I ain't much on 3030s. Oh, come on now. 
Nah. Don't don't tell my daddy that, he'll you know what my daddy says about them thirty thirties, they kill more deer around here than anything. Uh, they may do it, but <laughs> but I'm in a wide open field whenever I oh, rifle yeah. hunt. Yeah. And, and with a thirty thirty, you know, a thirty thirty's good for brush gun, you know, in the pines and hardwoods, but I wouldn't want to take it out there to the big old field, you know. Mm-mm. But um but that, that's a good thing about uh the 308 that I have, you know, it's pretty lightweight and stuff, and it's, it, it actually is about the size of a 3030, but you know, it's got the range mm-hmm. of a 308. I can take it out west if I ever uh, go out there, which I'd like to do. I know me and you, we've talked about doing some elk hunting and going down south and uh, doing some hog hunting. I'd mm-hmm. like to do that, but uh. What what other things do you do other than deer hunting? I know that's that's mine and your both main thing. I mean, I I love to deer hunt more than anything. But uh, well, I do a little bit of everything: fishing, and mm. squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, and frog gigging, and just about just about any animal you can eat. Oh, I, yeah. I try to kill it. Anything that needs to be killing, we kill. In right. season, of course. But yeah, yeah. But um, I know we go frog gigging many a times. We actually went just the other week. How's a how's a dandy of a time? Mm-hmm. Sure was. Got and, about forty in about two hours. Yeah, we did pretty good that night. Mm-hmm. We did. But uh, we met our limit. Twenty a night per person. So uh, tell us about uh, that time we went fishing uh, down there at the Twin Lakes. I I rode over to my uncle's house down here in Pipeville and uh, and uh, I asked him for permission if we could go because his brother owns property right there, pretty close to it. And he said, "Yeah, it should be fine." So we went on over there and. Uh, well, he's actually fishing in somebody's yard. <laughs> and uh, we fished probably for two hours there and didn't catch nothing. I, I mean, got a bite. Yeah, we got a couple bites, but we never really caught anything. Yeah, I got that thing right up to the doggone bank and it got off. Yeah. I was over there changing. I probably put 50 baits <laughs> on and I was trying everything I knew to try. And, uh, I got that bite off of a... Because there's a lot of minifold there, and uh, I figured, you know, we'll throw a rat out there. And sure enough, it was within the first, you know, 15 minutes, I got a bite. And then after that, I couldn't get nothing on that uh, frog. Mm-mm. I, can't, I put me a frog on, and I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't have anything. I put me a rat on there, and oh, didn't yeah. have no bites. Which, I, which one do you think does better, a rat or a frog on, that, on the minifold? I I, I kind of think a frog does I do better. Too. I think a frog does a little bit uh, better. I, I really don't like fishing with rats unless uh, I know the pond real well. Because mm-hmm. a, a bunch of ponds got, you know, every pond has a frog in it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like frogs do better if you throw them close to the bank right there in the, in the lily pads or in the moss or... 
they're in a treetop there pretty close and uh, that, that's uh i have more luck out of a frog than i do a rat yeah. which I, I think it's more realistic too i mean uh i think there's more frogs running in, in the water than there is rats you know so that's something they're used to but um my, my problem with uh rats and frogs is is uh, we do this a lot down at Nicky Jack. We'll go down there in about October um, and throw on the minifool and we'll wear them out. But I miss more than I catch because, you know, it's a topwater bait and you're, you know, working it there and all of a sudden sploosh, sploosh, sploosh hits it. And then I jerk too fast and too soon because you got to wait till it, you know, uh, swallows it basically yeah i i used to have that same problem too and then uh i finally got patient enough where i wait and let them take the bait under water mm -hmm. for a couple seconds then i set the hook in and reel her on up and uh people keep telling me to do that my daddy he he'll he'll wear them out out there and i'm like all right i got it this time but something about it as soon as i see it splash up like i don't know i guess maybe because uh, I do. I get too excited, but um, uh, out there I'm I'm used to fishing with a topwater bait called an AC shiner, and uh, we uh, as soon as it hits the top, you can you know you got a jerk. There is no waiting around on it, or it'll get off. So maybe that that may be a why I'm just I may be used to the AC shiners. And again, I could just be making excuses, you know. <laughs> but um. But uh, back on deer hunting, um, I don't know if you guys follow me on social media, but uh, I killed a, a unicorn buck and, uh, this past uh, season with a muzzleloader. And uh, I killed it out there on uh, Kyle's property. And um, we were actually hunting in the same spot in a box blind together. And uh, what happened there? At first... Uh, we didn't, we seen something about way, way out there. About, it's probably about 350, 400 yards probably. Yeah, I, I don't even think I'd trust myself with my rifle, let alone a muzzleloader that far. But uh, we got to sitting there about 30 minutes later, and uh, I was looking straight out in the field, and Kyle pecked on my shoulder there, and he said, there's a deer right over there. And I looked over there, and it was about 100 how far you think? 180 yards? Yeah, yeah, about 180. You had a range finder on you, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it it came out there, and uh, it was during the rut, so we was grunting at it and rattling at it, and uh, it, uh, it came in, and there was a doe. It came out after that uh, unicorn, I believe. Yeah. And... It, it was shocking because I, I thought that the, the unicorn buck would be following the doe, but it was vice versa, you know. Mm. Well, that that buck came out, and Kyle was nice enough. He said, you know, uh, go ahead, shoot that. And uh, by this time, I only killed uh, two before that one. And um, he was like, you know, go ahead and kill that one. That will be your first buck. Uh, this season so it was about 150 yards and I've I'm not that good with a muzzleloader 
and uh, I, I've only killed one before this, so only two with the muzzleloader. I never really did get into it. I just bow hunted the for the two weeks that muzzleloader is open until mm -hmm. rifle. But anyway, um, he came out there and he said, "Aim at the spine because it's a little ways out there, and it'll drop, and you'll hit it in the heart." Well, sure enough, I aimed at the spine and hit it right behind the shoulder. It ran off a little ways and it fell down. But uh, that doe that was right behind it, it uh, it stayed there like nothing, like nothing happened. So what does Okada do? He picks up the gun. And if you want to take over the story from there. <laughs> Well, uh, I range find it, and it's about 220 yards, and I was thinking, well, that's, that's kind of far with my muzzleloader. So, I was thinking, well, I'll just aim at its spine. Well, I forgot when I reloaded my muzzleloader, uh, I put too much powder in it. Well, lo and behold, uh, I shot over its back by probably, I'd say, probably two inches. And uh, and then it just kept standing there, and so I reloaded, and and uh, the second shot I hit it, and uh, it broke its leg, <laughs> and I shot at it again, and I seen it hit it, and I was thinking, man, it's gonna die this time. So I I went ahead and reloaded, and she went in the woods by this time. And uh, me and Travis, we tracked it and tracked it and tracked it. We probably found tracked. blood. I mean, yeah. it was good blood too. I, I could. I was like, Kyle, we got a dead deer here. We got two deer that we, you know, we've killed. And uh, anyways, we we tracked it plumb to the side of the mountain, and I probably walked probably a hundred, hundred fifty yards down off the side of the mountain, and uh, just didn't have no luck. Lost track of blood and. Uh, so, uh, we left that and got away from us, but, uh, that happens, oh man, I mean, yeah, but, and, and those out there who, you know, we, we've got buddies who say that, oh, I, I never miss deer. Well, if you deer hunt a lot, I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're Rambo or whoever, you're going to miss some point in time. I mean, heck, I, I, I haven't told many people this, but, uh. This year I wanted to kill, uh, I did something that i never done before and I still haven't done, but uh, I wanted to kill a deer with a bow, a muzzleloader, and also my rifle all in the same year. And this year I got my first uh, deer with the bow, and then I got that muzzleloader kill with Kyle, and it was the last day of hunting season. And... Kyle was in a box blind, and he put me in another box blind. Pretty cold morning, or it was actually the evening. Mm -hmm. Pretty cold evening. And sure sure enough, it was about almost, it, it was still shooting iron, but, you know, I, I could barely see the uh, the deer. But uh, it was about 40 yards, and I missed that sucker. And I, I, I kept telling Kyle, no, I hit that thing. I know I did. But, uh. <laughs> I reckon we didn't find any blood and I miss that sucker. But uh but it happens, but uh about to 
that unicorn deer that it was crazy because when we came up on it we didn't find a hole in that thing do you remember yeah it, it was I, i've never seen that before any deer that i've killed there's always been a hole in it whether i shoot it with a gun or muzzleloader or bow but this one we came up on it and its whole shoulder was broke i mean you could move that leg any way you wanted to but uh i thought that was pretty neat but because i at first when we came up on it i said there ain't no hole in it kyle it died of a heart attack but then i picked up that leg to drag it and i noticed that shoulder was plumb broke so i don't know what happened there but uh so uh we know uh that uh you hunt in box blinds um but uh do you hunt in any tree stands and stuff yeah yeah i hunt out of uh two or three different kinds of climbing stands i got a an old summit stand that daddy gave me a couple years ago and and uh he gave me another climbing stand it's called a gorilla and it it probably don't weigh five pounds at the most it's a real light stand it's a it's a very comfortable stand i wouldn't ever thought it being that comfortable and uh, it's easy to climb and then i bought a a new summit this past season and it, it's a very comfortable stand mm -hmm. i love it and uh it probably weighs 20 pounds 25 yeah i think that's what it says on the box yeah 20 or 25 pounds and it's a very comfortable stand. I take it, take it with me all the time. I I don't let anybody hunt out of it because it's so comfortable. And uh, but uh, well, that uh, that gorilla stand of yours, I hunted out of it. And I remember first time I seen that thing, we was hunting together, and I brought my summit with me, and. Uh, cause you didn't have that new summit that actually yours truly bought for you, uh, cause I could get a discount on it, but uh, you gave me some money and <laughs> I bought that thing for you. But anyway, uh, I I was hunting in my summit and his hunting his gorilla, and I seen that thing and I was like, Kyle, that might be one of the most unsafest things I've ever seen in my life. Because it didn't weigh nothing. I mean, it, it was really, really light. And I, I even made the joke to him. I said, I don't think that that thing can hold me up, let alone you. But uh, we we got to climbing there. And I got about 15 foot up. And I looked over to where you was. And you was already set down way up above me. So I was like, well, doggone. But I kept climbing there. And I got about, how high? You think about 25 foot and you was up there about 30. I, I remember looking at you and you was up higher than what I was. Mm -hmm. But how, how high you usually get up in a stand? I usually try to get, depending on where I'm hunting, if it's real thick, I kind of sit maybe 25 foot. But if it ain't real thick in the woods, I try to get at least at least 35 or 40 foot in the air and yeah uh, once you get that high when the wind starts blowing the trees oh, sway yeah. back and forth feeling like a roller coaster in that thing yeah <laughs> and, 
Get the swing. When you pull the bow back, it's hard to make a shot with your tree <laughs> blowing back and forth. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think that there's any place where the wind blows as much as on my lease. I'm telling you, man, it blows like crazy. I don't know why. Maybe it's because, you know, because a little bit of it's on the side of the mountain. But I don't know why it blows like crazy up there. But, um, but... I always, like my brother, he only gets up about 20 foot, and he's always asking me, why you get up that high, you know? But, uh, because I like to get around 25 foot to, I've, I've climbed up to 40 foot a few times, but I just, I think especially with a bow, you know, I think that it's better if you climb about 25. Some people only get, like, like if you're hunting a ladder stand, there's a bunch of them that's only like 15 foot up, you know. But but uh, do you ever hunt in ground blinds or on the ground? I have a time or two, and uh, you know, like if I go hunting and I don't think it's a real good spot, I'll put a just a little blind up there and. Uh, see what kind of action's going on before I actually put a stand up there before I waste my time carrying one in and out like that. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I like cutting out of a tree stand better. Yeah. If you if you start out in a tree stand, you doggone, you get used to it and you go from a ground, it's no comparison because you can see a whole lot more up in the mm -hmm. air, you know. And you're also out of the deer's uh, view, you know, if you're up a little ways. But but uh, since we're on the topic of tree stands, um, what a uh, when do you think is the best time to go in and put your tree stands up? I know we we have a few debates over this, but I I like put mine up uh, about a. A week to two weeks before season, mm -hmm. and uh, you know some people wait till open the morning of yeah. the season just carry their stands in, which I've done that before. I went out to one of my buddy's deer leases, and uh, I took my stand with me because he didn't have a one where he was putting me. So, but uh, you know, uh, it just all depends on what you like and. You know, some people, they, like I said, they put theirs up open in the morning, which uh, I always try to put mine about a week to two weeks before deer season. Yeah, I know whenever Kyle actually came up and helped me out uh, on my lease, we, uh, we've got some cameras running and uh, we got a little bit of bait out right now, which here in Tennessee we're allowed to bait before season, but it's got to be all gone. Uh, 14 days prior to deer season but um we also put some tree stands up and I told him you know I I'd like to put some tree stands out today and he's like well you want to make sure there's deer there first don't you and I said well I, I believe there's going to be deer there but uh I, I seen where he was coming from but the way I I see it um you know a deer if they're in there quite a bit they're going to know if 
like if you put one up two weeks before season opens and they see that tree stand especially if it's a buck and they're not used to that tree stand being there they may get a little skittish and if you put it in there a few months before season like i do they may be a little bit skittish but they'll get used to it you know what i'm saying yeah i mean a lot of people kind of debate with me and that's all fine and dandy you know everybody and the way i see it you know if you do it the way you want to do it that's that's all that matters you know mm-hmm. but, but um so uh i was talking about uh baiting earlier um do you put out any bait before season or no uh i got a salt lick and uh I usually, I, I always plant a food plot. It's probably, mm-hmm. it's probably a three-acre food plot, and uh, you know I always plant it about the first of September, and it takes twenty days for it to come up. And uh, you know the deer, deer really like that food plot mix that I put out. Uh, we need to get some of that, by the way. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but it, it's a throw and grow. You just throw mm-hmm. it and it grows. And you ain't got to put it under the ground for it to grow or nothing like that. Yeah. But, um, I know, uh, last year I put up a, I put up a food plot in that little, uh, field I got in the back of the woods, not probably barely even an acre big. But, um, last year I, put some of that throw and grow out and it didn't grow worth a dime because of lack of rain you know mm-hmm. but uh that shouldn't be a problem this year we've had quite a bit of rain so yeah but um before we tune off here um i'm gonna ask you one question and it may be a i'll ask you anyway um what is your opinion on box blinds like a, like an enclosed blind up in the air, like what you use. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, uh, you're out of the wind when it's like real cold during the winter. Uh, mm. You know, I got me a little propane heater in mine, keeping it warm. Thing, you know, I don't like to freeze while I'm deer hunting. <laughs> Some people think it's cheating. You know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I mean, I'm staying warm because I'm out there five, six hours at a time mm-hmm. deer hunting. But I, I like to be warm and I love my box blind. And, you know, our, our daddy's, he's got, uh, like glass windows in his and he's cheating more than I am, I guess <laughs> you could say. Because. <laughs> You know, when you see a deer, you can just open your window. I can't do it in mine. Yeah. Well, my opinion on it is, um, which I don't own any box blinds, but whenever I hunted out of yours, I was like, I got to have me one of these things. Because a good thing about a box blind, I don't care what anybody says, people run their mouth about uh, box blinds saying that they're cheating. But... Honestly, when you're in a box blind and it's a cold morning, you can stay out there longer. It yep. just it, it increases your chance of killing a deer. Yeah, and uh, 
It don't matter how much movement you're making in mm -hmm. a blind, they'll hardly see you. Yeah, because I mean it's it's a box blind. You're covered up pretty good. Yeah. But uh, I do. I, I like box blinds. I'm wanting to get one, especially for my daddy. You know, it gets pretty cold, and he's older, and he's had uh, back surgery and stuff, and. He says in the winter time and them cold mornings in a tree stand, your body gets to aching and stuff, you know. He tells me I'll I'll get that age one day and but um uh it to be honest with you, it really pisses me off whenever I hear people saying that, you know, box blinds are cheating because it's uh, it's just dumb. And honestly that's another thing about crossbows. I started out bow hunting with a crossbow and I hear people all the time saying, well, that's cheating. All you're doing is, is it's basically like a rifle. You're just pulling back a trigger and sending an arrow in the deer. Well, I got a few opinions on that as well. If, let's say a little kid who wants to hunt, because here in Tennessee, uh, if you want to hunt in October, you can't bring your deer out unless juvenile season which is in october but other than juvenile you know when a, a younger person cannot or anybody cannot bring a rifle or muzzleloader out you gotta hunt with a bow whether that be a crossbow or a compound or a recurve but what if that kid can't pull back a compound bow you know i, I would rather say some a younger person out there uh, crossbow hunting than not getting to hunt at all. And another thing, you get these older folks out there who's had, you know, shoulder surgery or blown out their shoulder, they can't pull back a bow, and they use a crossbow instead. I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. So it, it does, it, it chaps my hind end whenever I hear somebody saying, well, that's cheating or a box blind's cheating because you're warm. Who said you had to be uncomfortable to deer hunt? I mean, <laughs> but, but, uh, well, guys, I guess that's about it for this podcast. Um, I appreciate you, Kyle, for, uh, coming on here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, but, um, we'll have to do it again sometime. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but guys, I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.